Hello everyone and welcome to Club Europe where we will be reviewing another very admirable Europa League campaign for Rangers for season 2020, season 2021. So from Gibraltar to the Czech Republic, from VAR to red cards, we will discuss it all. So I am your host Scott Carney and joining me is Ali Pearson. How are we doing lads? Not a very good weekend with no Rangers but I'm looking forward to getting into this one. Yeah and Scott Gemmell as well. Yeah, good afternoon guys, how's it going? Yeah, good mate. So we'll just point out Scotia's been a Scotland top because we're doing this on Thursday just before Scotland play. So Scotia's getting his cellar psyched up for it. But yeah, this is um this one was Scott's idea, to be fair to him. Um and this is really just because there's no Rangers this weekend. We thought we would um review the, the Europa League campaign uh, that we had. And as Scotia just said just before we started recording, it's just a shame that it's so soon that we're doing this show. Um but We'll jump right back to um, the start of it, lads. Um, we'll come to. We're going to go through every every game. <clears throat> Can I summarise every game? <clears throat> Excuse me. Pick out the talking points within the game, and then we'll wrap up with our thoughts on the the campaign at, at the very end, as well as picking a player of the the tournament and picking the goal of the tournament. Um, so. We'll, we'll go right back to the start, as we said. So Rangers started the Europa League in the second qualifying round, which saw a kind of rejigged one-match knockout style be in place due to COVID. And Rangers were drawn away against Lincoln Red Imps from Gibraltar. So goals from Tav, Goldson, two from Morelos and Defoe. As a good a start as you could want. And the most routine of 5-0 wins, Ali. Yeah. I mean, that Lincoln Red Imps, they were the team, were they not, that put out yeah was what it was, 5-0. I thought it was quite easy. Obviously, you had Tab, Goldson, Alfie get two, Defoe get one as well. And it was what you want going into Europe. Europe can be dodgy that beginning of the season when you've not played many games. You don't know if you're up to speed. But we'd played a few pre-season friendlies and we were we were doing well. So, yeah, it was, it was a routine win, I would say, in Europe. Yeah, probably the most routine of wins you can <clears throat> probably ask for. Um Plastic parks, but so you've always got to be wearing a plastic pitch at Scotia. Yeah, that were my thoughts when we first drew them. It's like, oh, we're going back to that pitch again because it's probably, yeah. I think it's one of the only two or three pitches they've got. Obviously, a very small place. Um, so I was quite happy we we drawn them um, because well, one of the main concerns for me is you're not getting flung to some far off place in eastern Russia. Um, which is never good, particularly for the season that it was in. So I was quite glad that it was a trip fairly close to home that we got. I mean, we'd already, we were well into the league season by the time this game came around as well. You know, so it wasn't like normal qualif- qualifying games for Europe where, as Ali had mentioned, that you've not really had much to do. We, we, we were in a good swing of things in the league. So yeah, 5-0 routine win was, was decent to see. And you know, looking at this, that starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, when you seen the starting lineup, you were like, "Aye, they should have enough to go." Because yeah, like Ali mentioned, there's all maybe that you've got that wee sense of trepidation, maybe that you're going to get embarrassed. Um, but you seen the starting lineup, and you're like, "No, nah, we'll be fine." And the result bore that. Did you also? I remember seeing the obviously Rangers fight. Obviously, 
COVID was COVID was about I COVID was about then. Yeah, so I was just trying to remember a way back because I that's been a year with COVID. Aye, but no, what I remember that game is uh, you always find Rangers fans will get in anywhere, anywhere. Doesn't matter if there's COVID. I only remember they were there was a car park at obviously they all play at the same ground in Gibraltar, but there was a car park at the back. And they were up on top of the car park with their banners. I think they get moved from the car park. Yeah. I thought, Christ, you can't everywhere you go. It doesn't matter if you're in just fans. It's pretty funny. But as you say, I mean, Celtic managed to, to get beat there. And this was the new kind of, well, the, 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 com, the compressed kind of fixtures, if you like, because of COVID. But obviously it was one match, one match only. It would have been extra time and penalties if it had to have been. So it was still one of them ones that you're just, get the win, but I mean, 5-0 to start off the, the campaign, we can't really complain, not really much to add on that, we will spend more more time on different games, obviously there's bigger games coming up, so Rangers moved on to the, the third quite third qualifying round, sorry, and it was William, is it William 2? Is that, is William 2, that? William 5, William 5, whatever, yeah, is it 5? Yeah, 5 is 2 Dutch. Okay, well, I'm just going to call them William because it's easier. Um, Rangers were drew against them in the second, uh, the third qualifying round, and it was obviously away again. Uh, Rangers running out 4 0 win um, with this one, um, but it was. These were obviously considered a more challenging tie than what obviously the, the Red Imps but well, um, but. The scoreline seems to suggest something different. Um, the goals came from Tav, Kent, Holanda and Goldson. Uh, got Rangers comfortably through um, to the playoff. I, I remember when the draw happened and I remember, I think, Ali, you messaged me first to say, oh, that's quite a tough draw. And immediately I thought to myself as well, well that's quite a tough draw. Obviously, the leagues were still early on, um, so it was kind of hard to judge kind of teams' forms. But... It, it, I wasn't expecting 4 now, Ali. I think that's probably what I'm looking for here. No, I, I think it was... I t- when you say tough draw, I think the way it was structured this year in terms of um, the the two legs suited us last year, you're, you're going into knockouts, one-off games, it's, it's bloody dodgy, to be honest. And they come... To, well, obviously, we'll come through other ones, but to go away to William 2... They looked on paper a decent team. I mean, I thought the first 20 minutes of that game, I thought, oh, Christ, they look a really good team. They were knocking the ball about. They had a, I forgot the boy there on the right-hand side, but he was giving Barris such a torrid time down there. And I thought, they look a good team. Until and well, until we get the first goal, um, was it Tiger? It was Tav who got the first goal. They, we yeah. kinda, they kind of ran out of steam. That Tom Moran would have taught them. I never expected 4-0, to be honest. It was a great result for, for Rangers. Especially away away from home, and I, Hollander and Goldson also scored in that game as well. The two centre backs, but it was, uh, yeah, it was more a lot more convincing than what I thought. But I thought they were a decent outfit the first twenty minutes. If they'd maybe got a goal at William to it maybe been a different game. But I thought I was delighted before now. But just I just thought that the knockouts, the way it worked, it was it was dead dodgy. Whoever you got, oh aye, there's no doubt about it. It was definitely definitely dodgy. I mean, anything really could have happened. I think in terms of that game as well, they were not bad. To be honest, to be fair to them, they were, they were not a bad team. And McGregor made a few decent saves to try and kind of keep us in it. I think if they had a wee bit more quality, they probably could have done some damage to us. But I mean, to, to get with their four nothing, Scotia. Um, Happy days with that. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, 4-0, I don't think, if you look back at the game, I think 4-0 is probably deserved over the course of the game, but it probably doesn't tell the whole story in terms of, you know, they were a decent team. Because um, obviously when we get drawn them, you're drawn a Dutch side, you're immediately going, oh, right, okay. You know, they must have something about them a bit to get into the, the Europa, but the, the sort of quality that's in their league. Um, but then I was looking back as well, the season previously, we drew Michelin at the same stage. And I was like, well, they're not, I don't think they're anywhere near as good as Michelin are. So you were going to have a wee bit of confidence, but again, because you're in this one leg, sort of almost automatic knockout but competition rather than over the course of two legs to qualify, you're a wee bit worried. But nah, 4-0, great result and nah, everything's looking rosy because they were coming thick and fast as well. You know, they were week after week, the sort of games were coming for these. So there was, there was no wait and no time to get antsy and stuff like that. But that was a... Good result for us. Yeah, again, it, it was. I agree with that. And you're right about the pace of the, the way things were happening. UEFA were obviously trying to get things rolling as quickly as they could and the different COVID restrictions. And well, there was a wee patch just about, what? when was, when was the William game? Was it the end of September or something? It was the 24th. Uh, 24th of so the end of September. So that was when we would all hit this wee kind of spell where most countries thought that COVID was going to finally get itself away from everything and um, UEFA were trying the hardest to try and cram everything in so everything kind of returned to normal. Obviously that didn't happen because we're sitting here at the end of March and Covid is still here um, which is brilliant Um, but yeah I mean you really couldn't ask for a a better two results in the first two rounds for Rangers Um, as I said it's the the, kind of the risk of the knockout football and yeah William started a, a, a wee bit better then Rangers probably did in that game, but by the end of it, it was a very, very convincing win and it was very comfortable for Rangers. Uh, so that obviously got us through to the playoff, um, which Rangers drew Galatasaray at home. Now, undoubtedly, this is the biggest test for Rangers, obviously. Uh, they're a better team than, than Red Imps. They're a better team than William. But Rangers managed to get out with a 2-1-1. Uh, but players like Falcao, Babel, um, Figuli as well, the boy that plays for Galatasaray, the, the, he's kind of right midfielder, he's rapid. Uh, they're lining up for Gal- Galatasaray. Um, and it kind of led to a, a kind of tight first half, which ended now now. <clears throat> but in the second half, um, Rangers were Rangers were really good, I thought. Um, I think it was just... Aye, in the second half, we got 2-0 up, I'm sure. Rangers went 2-0 up. Yeah. Um, sorry, oh, my in a 10-minute spell. Yeah, my notes were an absolute mess there, so I don't know what I was trying to say. But, uh, yeah, Rangers end up kind of 2-0 up uh, with goals from Arfield and from Tav. Um, Gareth actually got a late goal in 87 minutes, which led to kind of 10 five minutes at the end of the game. But Rangers see the game out and we're through at the group stages once again. But... At this point, Ali, I was probably thinking there's probably not going to be many teams that we get in the group stages that would be able to match Galatasaray. So the fact that we were beating them 2-1 at home was making me feel rather good about going into the group stages. Yeah, we drew Galatasaray. I always think when you draw these big-name teams, you go off the name a lot of the time rather than who's in their team. You seem to think, oh, Christ, that's Galatasaray. Years gone by, a massive team. You always remember when... Um, Sunis was the manager and they planted the flag when they played Fenerbahce in the, the derby I mean I, I, I worked out in Istanbul 
at once, and the people I was seeing out there were big Fenerbahce fans, and I, I remember saying to them about Graham Souness, and they went, oh, don't talk to us about Graham Souness, because <laughs> what he did to them, um, which, is, which is quite good, but yeah, but like you say, when they had Ryan Babel, don't know what age Ryan Babel is, he must be in his 30s, you get Falco, that's kind of near the end of his career, but he's still doing all right, but they were a decent enough team, I thought the first half was, like you kind of says, kind of 50-50, but second half, Rangers came out on their own, and I mean, the goal, Rangers' first, the first goal for Arfield, I thought was an outstanding goal. I mean, the, the Tav fizzes a ball into to Alfie, Dummies comes to Hadji, plays the ball sort of around the corner to um, Arfield and he slots it. That was a great goal, that one. But the goal we gave away at the end of that game was a a bit of a, I was shouldn't give it away, to be honest, and it gave us a wee kind of last, Nervy couple of minutes to the game it when might, we really should have done that. Be, might have been a, a sign of things to come, mate, with the European <laughs> defending as we're about to come on to. Possibly, but I mean, what a great result to put Galatasaray right out of that out of that competition. Like you say, you'd be hard pushed to get. I mean, there's better teams in Galatasaray, but in terms of the of that group. The seeded team will be better than Galatasaray, but all the other teams I would say wouldn't be is they'd be in par or less than Galatasaray. So yeah, to to go and outplay them in the second half, what we did, I thought it was a a great result for Rangers, and obviously into the group stages once again. Yeah, Scott, your thoughts on the, the game? Yeah, I see your Arfield goal, goal there, Pearson, and I raise you Tav's goal. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were both really good goals, to be yeah. fair. Good these te- that's sort of ten minute period. Yeah, we were really good. In Tavs that. was a header, was it not? That was a header, and it was a theme yeah. that Tav would get on to like in Aye. the league and Europe for the, this period of time. I mean, it was great play with sort of Mara, Tav, Barisic, and Ken all linking up, and then Tav runs into like the middle of the six yard box for the cross in from Barisic, and then heads well, it this, this, this is when Tav was in his point of playing right back and centre forward, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Just deciding where he wanted to go. <laughs> so yeah, well, if, you, if you look, if you sorry, if you learn, if you just talk about it, Tav. There, if you look at Tav, he scored in every one of the qualifying games. Yep, it's so remarkable. It's <laughs> it is remarkable. I suppose I saw the carry on. No, yeah, no. But so I was going to. I, I'll raise you Tav's goal over our fields, <laughs> but they were both really good um, and similar to yourselves in the respect you're growing drawn Galatasaray and you're like oh no but I think a lot of that was kind of based on the name rather than anything because when you look into the nitty gritty you, you do have Falco there but how old's Falco now and you look at the players and they're like they're not the team they maybe once were even three four years ago so you still go in the name and that's that's a big thing it's obviously where we want it maybe as a club that teams will get us and go oh it's Rangers we don't want them not knowing you know for any good or not because you, you do lose touch if it's not the you're not watching them regularly. So um, one thing I was really glad in was the fact that it was at Ibrox. I would not have liked to have travelled to Turkey for that game. Um, and I think, you know, as we go through this, I think we'll discuss, we've been kind of fortunate that the travelling that we've had throughout Europe this season wasn't anything too severe. And then also, actually, this was on the Thursday, the 1st of October. It was pretty much that weekend, all the pubs shut back down again and, Scotland. Oh. So this was our last wee. This was our last Kenny wee. Don't remind me of that Scotia. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm I'm not shocked that Scotia knows that exact date either. To be honest, <laughs> no, it's because it's my birth. It was my birthday the next oh, week, right. so I knew. <laughs> 
but yeah, it was. Um, he's a probably right. Probably is more the name that he's, he's a kind of thinking on more than more than anything else. But again, you, you've got to be the team that's in front of you, and they do had some did have some decent players, but Rangers were. Rangers were through and obviously Rangers league campaign was obviously off to a flyer obviously at this point we're obviously not going to jump into the league campaign uh, too much probably during this show but it's kind of relevant I suppose that we were flying at this point and um, we were looking really good and some of the football you could see even going into Europe as well was everything that was kind of getting worked on in the league as well and yeah I mean Rangers were in a really good place so we went into the draw uh, we were drawn in Group D and Rangers were drawn against Standard Liège, Lake Poznan and Benfica. Um, Ali, just quickly, to be honest, I mean, looking at the draw, I thought Benfica are a decent team, but I fancied us against, I fancied us against Benfica at home, for sure. Uh, and Standard Liège and Lake Poznan, I was expecting 1-1, really. Yeah, I thought if we could get anything off Benfica, that's a bonus. I kind of look at it that way. You look at the top seed and think if you can nick anything off them, there's a bonus. The teams like Poznan and Standard Liège, I thought they were similar quality. I thought we've played better in previous years, the previous group stages. Yeah, I fancied us to finish second in that group. I really fancied us to get through the group, and I thought we would finish second, to be honest, in that group. Yeah, Scott, what was your thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was a fairly decent group we got. I always kind of want to avoid an English team in the group stage um, just because of the the way it gets drummed up in the media and things like that. It's just The Battle of Britain, the Battle yeah, of... Yeah, stuff like that. So I, I tend to <laughs> yeah. like to avoid them until later stages of the competition. Um, yeah, you look at it and you're like, yeah, Benfica, you think to yourself when you see that, yeah, Benfica will probably top that. But you've got, you've got, you're have got you thinking to yourself, you know, it's not out of out with our reach to do that because we'd played so, well aye, well the previous season and you would like to have think, thought that they would have um, got us brought some of the experience from the previous season into this this campaign so it was uh, it was a decent enough draw and as I mentioned earlier it's all I mean I know Poland's you would class as Eastern Europe but it's all very close by it's not a lot of travel distance you took the took the next That's sentence right an out. advantage as well. Yeah, you took the next sentence right out of my mouth, mate. Um, you definitely did that. That's what I was going to say. In terms of the draw of the standard of teams, I wasn't too disappointed. But again, in terms of the travelling distance, because obviously we had no idea at this point what the league was going to bring us this season, obviously. So you're thinking as little as travelling as possible, because inevitably we're going to be away on a Thursday night and we'll play Celtic on a Sunday. It's almost inevitable. It seems to happen every time we're in Europe, but... Yeah, I was pretty chuffed with the Carry on, Scott, sorry. No, I was going to say one thing with the travelling as well is obviously this year with COVID and whatnot happening, it was all, that was always it's better to have, have sort of short flights. I don't know how much difference an hour in the plane way everyone else would make, but you just feel... Well, surely it doesn't matter if you're on a plane for 10 hours. Probably, if there's COVID on the plane, not. it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was certainly something I remember worrying about, but, and I was like, why am I worrying about that? It should make a difference, but it was good that it was fairly fairly close by and in countries that kind of had similar restrictions to what was in the UK as well that was another big one if you were going to places that maybe hadn't lost less lost lots less stringent um regulations sure. and things like that but no you're spot on mate um yeah and you, you, you're quite right and Covid was always going to play a part in 
the whole season, really, I suppose. But again, the less travelling, and we're not, we weren't going to really, really high risk places, and also we weren't going to places where countries really weren't taking any sort of restrictions at all towards COVID. So, really, a good thing for us. So we'll jump into match day one. Uh, it was standard leisure away. Uh, Rangers run out this game two 0 winners. Uh, a good start from Rangers. So. We travelled to the Leicester to say for the first group, first match of the group stages, and things started pretty well. Um, a team that had not lost a European tie at home since 2014, standard Liège, which is quite a remarkable start. Um, a James Tavernier penalty on 19 minutes gets Rangers ahead. Liège have some good moments, including a handball chance that hits the bar just before half time. Alan McGregor goes fucking mental. The heavens then open and the pitch becomes. Pretty much unplayable, um, really. Rangers have a, a really good second half. Chances from Morelos and for Arfield, but the second goal comes from the most outrageous attempt you've ever seen um, from Kamar Roof. It's his own half, it's a heavy pitch, and he dinks it over the goalkeeper from, I don't know how many yards that is. How many, how many yards is a halfway line? Oh, don't go off the top of my head. I, 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 I should know, though. <laughs> It's a long way, but I mean, this is the only real highlight you can probably take from from this game. Scotia, I'll come to you first, mate. I've been going to Ali first, so I'll come to you. Yeah, I mean, I th- thought we started fairly well. Um, obviously, we got off to the, the perfect start with the penalty. It comes off the boy's hand. No complaints from me. It's a fairly obvious one. I don't even think VAR needed to be, to be consulted. But then after we score, they come right back into it and they're looking very dangerous. That boy, Fai, hits the crossbar. I think McGregor, does he get... I think he does get the slightest of touches to it, but it's one of those ones that's very difficult to make out because it's quite a quick header in. Then I, that boy, in the 45th minute. I remember when I seen this, I'd completely missed him handling it. I was like, oh, we got away with that. Same. Seen everyone talk about it. Yeah, and then as you mentioned, the rain starts. And I think the rain starting put this game down to who was going to be able to handle the conditions the best. And that was us. We got on top of them straight away. They took ages to get in there. I had the fear that the game was going to get cancelled at points because there were certain parts of that pitch that the ball just wasn't going through. It was holding up so badly. And then he probably should have called it earlier, but the longer he left it going, the longer he had, or the more likely it was to finish. And then, oh, Ruth, what can you say about that goal? It was absolutely wonderful. It's, I still, I still watch it on replay now. Yeah, I was. I remember. I was. I was in my old flat when this happened, and um, obviously we won that up. And I'm like, right, right, it's good. Right, literally edge of the seat stuff because obviously the Rangers only won that up. It's going to stop this time. You're like, right, just <clears throat> get the ball as far away as you possibly can for your goal. I'm pretty sure my message was working late and I just made that noise again that, the noise that I talk about all the time <clears throat> when he hit it it was just this oh and you see as he hit it it was the way the camera went it was, it was the way the kind of camera turned round and then you just seen the keeper panicking and I thought fuck that's going to go in and it dropped in and obviously I had a wee celebration at this point and I'm like here you come see us go obviously you can't watch it anybody it's just cold and I'm like my missus who couldn't have killed less up in football and I'm like come see us go and she's like that's brilliant I'm like brilliant that's fucking unbelievable but Ali what's your your main takes from this apart from the Kamar Roof goal I've never really seen football played in a swimming pool before it was Ah, 
Like it was well. Yeah. Uh, I thought Sander Lage might have come out with a Celtic sort of statement at the end of it saying they've been affected by rain <laughs> more than any other team in the world, to be honest. <laughs> but it was, um, yeah, I, I thought Sander Lage were decent the first half. I thought it was 50 50s. I thought when the rain came, I thought Rangers adapted better to the rain. I thought we were the better team. We knocked it about better, if you can say, knocking about better on a pitch like that. But I thought we played better. Tav, we had another goal in Europe, so that's four and four for Tav in Europe so far. But the aye, the Kamarov goal, I mean, we all know it's going to get goal of the season, goal of the Europa League, no doubt. It's like you say, Carney, I was in the flat myself, and you're, you're looking right. I've got nobody else with it, it was just myself, and you're looking going, what the hell's just happened there? What's he done? And I mean, I was screaming at him just to hold the ball, and it's not just the shot, it's the, the bit of play before it, the way he, he sort of he picks a ball up, beats three players and on that pitch as well, and then just thumps it to... Uh, I don't, I'll never see a goal like that again, no chance, but yeah. it was... Uh, Ah, it was outrageous for the and there was actually fans in the stadium that night and he went over to them and um, oh. gave them that wee sign and noised them up, I remember. But um ah, it was great great for Roof and obviously because of he was hated because he played for uh, Anderlecht as well and it was a good one for him on a personal note. But no, again, clean sheet by Rangers, two 0 away from home in Europe, perfect start to the group stages and I thought, no, let's let's motor on in this group. CB Roof's goal. What you remember as well is they probably should have scored just before it, and it's that boy not being able to deal with the conditions that yeah. he, he doesn't. Yeah, it was the, it was like play the, the conditions. Off the softest one, it can I call yeah. out? Yeah, and it, it yeah. kind of goes under his foot. That if that was in a normal pitch, he's probably burying that. So I uh, that made that one even more special when I was watching the highlights back as well because I kind of misforgotten mis- that. And then Kamal just goes full Hulk mode, decides to beat half their team and just whack the ball. I mean, it's. Uh, it's, it's, uh, honestly, it's one of the goals that's just I can't believe that what you've just witnessed. And I, I hear people saying it all the time is you want to turn around to somebody just like you just were talking about Ali. You want to turn around to somebody and go, "Did you just see that?" Like it's almost to reconfirm to you what you've just seen to be like, "Look at what he's just done." It's it's an incredible goal. It really, really was. And I know we've obviously I mentioned at the start that we're going to come to goal of the tournament. I have gave the boys a head up. Obviously, that goal probably wins it, to be honest, but we are going to pick other ones because, well, it's been quite a quite a boring award to give if we just go, come on, Ruth, that's it, cheerio, no, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, what a start for Rangers, to be honest. So that leads us nicely on to match day two. Uh, Rangers welcomed Lake Poznan to Ibrox and won the game 1-0, so they were a much tougher opponent than we'd all expected. I don't think we were expecting them to be a kind of well-sorted outfit as they were. Uh, Rangers really struggled in the first half, um, but it did end 0-0 in the first half. Into the second half, at the start, it was Poznan who had the better chances. Rangers grew into the second half with Arfield going close from range, but it was the partnership of Barisic and Morelos that led to the opening goal. A wonder cross from Barisic, which is right onto the head of Morelos, who powers the header home past the keeper. And Rangers running out 1-0 winners. Um, Alex, to be fair though, I think we underestimated like Poznan a wee bit. I definitely... I underestimated them as well. I expected Rangers to go out there, especially after the first game against uh, Standard Liège. You thought Lech Poznan were the weaker team. Uh, what was it? Did Lech Le- Poznan get beat off of Benfica, didn't they? They get beat in the first game off Benfica. At, yeah. At Ibrox. 
I expected the routine win for Rangers. And when the game started, and I thought, well, that's like Poznan are decent. They were knocking the ball about well. They had a, quite a lot of chances. I don't think they had a shot on target, though. They'd, there's quite a few chances, but I don't think they had a shot on target looking back in the stats. But one of the games, to be honest, and you need match winners. And how many times has Borna Barisic this year whipped a ball into somebody's head? And there's wee Alfie, who... A lot of folk have won at the start of the season when he's scored many goals, but like we, we've said, his, his role changed this year. Bullet header on the back of the net, and I'll take a 1 0 all day of the week. It's not all going to be threes and fours, and to be six points out of six for two games, you couldn't ask for anything better with the Benfica coming up as well, and it, it was looking rosy for Rangers at that point. Yeah, I think Morello started on the bench this game yeah. uh, and came on and got his that goal, but I mean, Scotia. The wee man just does it time and time again for us. Yeah, you kind of knew it was coming because the player that he came on for was um, Roof. And Roof had obviously started. Roof should have scored in the first half. I think he'd made a hash of it. Um, tried to head it, mistimed it. And then he, I think he did the try like a wee overhead kick. Kind of yeah, thing Kent was right, running was, in. Uh, um, was Kent was about to hit it in the volley, I think. And he tried to yeah. get an acrobatic thing. Kent kind of looked at him like... What you're doing, but obviously he's full of beans because of what he's just done the uh, before. Yeah, yeah. So Alfie's come off the bench for him, and you know he just wants it. And it's it's that that was kind of that was a goal that Kenny happened quite a lot the season before in Europe. That would come off Barisic's left peg and onto Alfie's head. Uh, it was a, it was a good enough wee goal, and um, yeah, as you say, Poznan were probably better than I expected them to be. That's that's the danger you've got in Europe. You, you underestimate teams at your own peril. No one's. Yeah bad in Europe, particularly when you're in the group stages. I think we, I, I think it was just one of them. I think maybe even it took Rangers by surprise. To be honest, I think it maybe took because I think they, I think they get beat conventionally off Benfica in the first, the first game, Ali, as you said. So I think it took Rangers a wee bit of surprise as well that because they were quite a decent team. I mean, they really did, and Rangers really struggled to get into the into the groove. But as you say, Ali as well. One nil, man. I'll take that all day long in Europe, no problem at all. And we'll move on to match day three, which um, I thought was going to be the most crazy game of football that we would see in the Europa League, um, especially regarding Rangers. But I, I stand to be corrected on that one, obviously. Uh, but it was Benfica and Portugal. Um, it was three each. This one, so a game that Holanda probably wants to forget. Uh, a bit of a blunder in the first minute from him leads to a goal for Benfica. It looked like it could be a long night for Rangers because uh, Benfica really were on top and they probably should have probably should have scored again. Otamendi then brings down Kent and is sent off as he's the last man and Rangers do so well to get back into the game. And not only to get back into the game but also take the lead with a great goal from um, Glenn Kamara. Rangers then make it 3-1, five minutes into the second half and the game is done and dusted. Oh, so we thought. Uh, Rangers then implode at the back again. Holander not having the best of times and is at fault for the second goal uh, for Benfica on 76 minutes. But Rangers really looked like they'd done enough at this point. The clock passes 90 minutes and then just a through ball splits the Rangers' defence open and Darwin slips it past McGregor to rescue a point for Benfica. Scotia, we are gutted only getting a point from this game, which is crazy when you consider that we're away to Benfica and Benfica are a decent team, probably better than a decent team, but we are gutted. <laughs> yeah, really gutted. Um, this, I remember my overriding feeling from this game is we should have managed that game an awful lot better. We only made one sub in that game, whereas in the last 10 minutes, 
more subs should have been made at that point. I think Gerard did eventually come out after the game or maybe later on and say, yeah, we maybe need to learn and manage games like that better because that should have been a, a that should have been a really really famous victory away in Europe for us, I think. And unfortunately, it wasn't. I mean, we had a chance when Kent hits the post as well when we're three one up. And by this point, we probably, I think, did Aribo maybe have a chance? We could have been four or five up at this point, or four or five one up at this point, sorry. And yeah, it was that, it was really, that's my overriding memory of the game is that we didn't manage it well. Then we should have done a lot better in that respect. Yeah, Ali, I'm pretty sure uh, this was during one of the wee phases of lifting of lockdown that we had, and I'm sure yeah. I took years to watch this. Yeah, but no, I, I, I just, I remember I was just at the end being like gutted about it yeah no, I remember it because I had a meeting with work and I never thought I would run because this was a five to six kickoff. but I knew oh, my I meeting at work yeah I had a meeting at work and I thought I thought it'll be fine it'll be fine and I was watching the clock and I'd meet at work and I thought shit this game's kicking off soon so I was like <laughs> hurrying it along as much as I could and pulled home but Rangers obviously went one down after a minute and I thought oh God, here we go, and came in and watched it. And I said to you, I thought, oh, we need to strap ourselves in for this one. And I went, I mean, when they get the guy sent off, it turned the game. Obviously, when we went, I mean, the goal for Kamara was a great goal. I thought it was a brilliant goal for Kamara. And obviously, to go 3 1 up, and we were watching it. I remember we watched it, me and you, Carney, and some of the best football I've seen Rangers play in Europe for that second half. I thought, Steve, they just controlled the game. Benfica were never in the game and it was I just some of the football was I thought incredible at times and like Scotia says we should have been 4-5-1 up and to have that crazy spell I mean Hollander had a nightmare but to give the goals away and it all comes down like Scotia says game management reminded me of the game we played uh, was it Sparta was it Sparta at Moscow the 4-3 yeah. game where we made an ass of that and we should have been 4-2 up in that game or something but similar to that and We'll need to take lessons from games like this in terms of game management. Where you're so, I thought Rangers probably thought they were that far ahead and it was that easy that they just slipped into that wee mode where they just come complacent and you can't against these teams because they'll punish you. And that's what happened to us that night. And like you say, Carney, if somebody tell you before this game Rangers will draw us, you would have bit your hand off for them. But the way it went, it was gotten. It felt like a defeat and. Seven out of nine points is pretty good. You've been away to Benfica, but we should be sitting in nine out of nine. Yeah, that was the. I think that was the hardest bit, is because you you, you kind of forget who you were playing against, and I, I, we played against ten men for a lot of that match. And you're right, mate. Some of the football from Rangers was fucking outstanding. We were really, really good to watch, and we were flying. We were hitting our gears, and it looked great. And then. When it went 3-1, I thought, oh, fuck, we're laughing here. I was like, like there's no way they're going to come back from this. And just to, for the, the way it happened as well, it was just a pure, I mean, it's a good pass. It is a good pass. But, I mean, it's right through the middle of your two centre-backs and he latches on to it and makes it three each. And, oh, yeah, I was I was a wee bit down after it. But, obviously, in, in hindsight, looking back on it, you're going, you've just drew away to Benfica. Do you know what I mean? It's not like... It's not the end of the world. <laughs> Rangers obviously still unbeaten, I think, at this point. I don't think we'd been beat off. Have we been beat off St. Mon at this point yet? No, uh, not yet. No. So. Not yet. So, as I say, it's um, not not the, the worst result at all, but I think it's really just the way that it all, um, it all happened. But 
we'll we will move on. I came to you, Scotia, I didn't I for that? Yeah. Yeah. I've got myself confused there. I was like <laughs> so many games to go through. We've never done something like this before. I was like, I, I definitely did. Uh, so we move on to match day four. It's obviously the return fixture, if you like, at Ibrooks. Uh, Benfica travel to travel to Glasgow and lightning strikes twice. Um, the return tie leads to Rangers squandering and another two goal lead yet again. Uh, Rangers take an early lead to a goal from Arfield, a bit of a old-fashioned stramash in the box. Tav misses a header from about a yard out. No idea how he manages to do that. It falls to Arfield and Arfield lashes it away. We're thinking, brilliant, here we go. Rangers were then denied a stall-wall penalty uh, before Kamal Roof scores another great goal to make it 2-0. 77 minutes, defending to make you squirm, leads to a goal from Benfica. Benfica then put together a good move to get the equaliser, but again, not the best defending by Rangers. And the match ends two each. And Ali, again, it's not a worst result for Rangers, but from where we were in both matches, we were all disappointed, the fact we're only taking two points from the two ties. Yeah, lightning struck again. <laughs> struck twice <laughs> against the same team. <laughs> seem to be Benfica, seem to be stupid goals were given given away again, but yeah, I mean it'd be two 0 up with twenty minutes to go. I, I thought Rangers played well. It, it reminded me of when we played um Porto at home in the previous season. I thought we played really well against them and also we've got a good record against Portuguese teams and two up I thought well surely we'll learn the lessons of the first the first game and we'll we'll, we'll see it out. I thought Kamar Roof's goal was an outstanding goal for outside the box. I didn't think he had... Well, obviously, the goal he scored when he, uh, against Liège, but I didn't think he had that type of goal for outside the box, yeah, led on the top corner. Can yeah, I, I didn't yeah. see him as a player like that. And it was a great goal. And that's when he was hitting a purple patch with Rangers Kamar Roof. He was coming on that end of November, December, where he was doing really well for Rangers. And it was a great goal. And But again... Sloppiness come into it. I mean, I, the, the OG Batav at the back post, it wasn't a great. Their set, their second goal, to be fair to them, was a good goal. A lot of one touch play in the box, and it was a good finish. They probably could have nicked that game as well. They could have probably won that game 3 2. So to take two points for Benfica and the way the other games went as well, we were still sitting in the driving seat. But again, it was it was gutting that you're 2 0 up at Ibrox to Benfica. And we could have beaten them again, and we've made an arse of it again. If you, but again, like we said, the first team, if you give these decent teams a chance, they'll punish you. And it's a bit of a theme that Rangers have come across in the last couple of seasons, and when obviously when we'll come in the later rounds as well, you just can't give these teams chances. And I just hope they learn going into the next season with Champions League. Obviously, that the standards going to go up again if you get in the group stages. And Benfica to me is a Champions League team. So, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, t- great, great results to be honest on paper. But we should be sitting six points out of six against Benfica, which sounds <laughs> mad when you say it. Uh, it's, it's crazy, and uh, uh, they are a Champions League team. There is no doubt about that. Um, the players they've, they've they've got. Right, I'll come to you, Mister Defender. Um, now, I, I don't think for a second that Holander's a bad defender, and I certainly don't think Golden is. And Tav, obviously, is much better going forward than he is defending, but he has got much better this season, as has Barisic at doing both. So I don't think Rangers are really poor at defending, but when we go into some games in Europe, they become... Uh, 
kind of disjointed, kind of, and I don't know whether it's to do with the opposition that we're playing. Maybe they get nervous because they know of the opposition that they're playing. But for some reason, we tend to quite easily and quite quickly ship quite a lot of goals. <laughs> we do, yeah. Um, I think you kind of summed it up pretty well there. Um, it's down, it is down to the, I think the main thing is it's down to the quality of opposition. When we're playing domestically, they're not put under that type of pressure that often. They'll maybe be put under that type of pressure for a wee spell but in Europe it's almost constant every time the team comes to attack you're put under constant pressure and you know if you make a wee mistake they're good enough to nick in and capitalise on it whereas in Scotland you make that wee mistake and you probably do get away with it nine times out of ten yeah so I think it can come down to that but and it might just be a psychological thing as well they come in and they go oh no if I make a mistake and they maybe think about it too. I always I tended to get the feel of Helander that he was thinking about it too much and that thinking about it was kind of forcing them the errors. You know, we talk about it with strikers when they think too much about taking a shot and things like that. Sometimes to me it can look like Helander's thinking too much about where what he's going to do two or three steps down the line of what he wants yeah. to do. Whereas yeah, he should yeah. just be maybe focusing on the first, get the first thing right. First of aye, all, get the ball to fuck into touch or something like that. Aye. <laughs> yeah, well, that, uh, maybe better than that. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that kind of that kind of thing. Yeah, it was, see this game, that last game. In fact, quite a lot of the games we play against the same teams, the games are pretty much carbon copies of each other in terms of what happened, what went on, the way we way we lost. I mean, we made one sub the week before. I thought we'd learn from it. We said we'll learn from it. We make no subs this time round. Yeah. And that final whistle couldn't come soon enough, I don't think, because had there been another five minutes played, it would have been 3-2, because you could see yeah. Benfica were just getting the wind right up their back there, and they were uh, they were they would have won that game had it gone on much longer, I think. But we, you're disappointed we're only getting two draws against Benfica. If you'd said that to someone at the start of the campaign, they'd be like, no, I'll take that all day long. But I think that shows you where we were in both games, how well we'd played in both games up to a certain point and it was that game management letting us down again in that respect I think it also again quickly just touching on the league it shows what we were doing in the league as well because Rangers were doing so well and it was yeah Benfica are obviously miles better than anybody that's in fucking the, the, the SPL, I'm not comparing them to Livingston or anything like that but in terms of the way we were feeling, the, the, the team were flying and things were beginning to kind of gather a wee bit of momentum. And yeah, I mean, if you would have told me at the start of the campaign, oh, you'll just draw, you'll draw with Benfica home and away, I'd have been like, cool, no bother, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll happily take it. But to, to, to the way the games happened and to be in the lead twice by two goals and to give them away twice, you're like, God almighty, and you're right, Scotia, the, the end of the, the second tie, Rangers were blown out their arse. I mean, honestly, they were. Why were there no substitutes made that day? I've got no idea, and you're probably right as well. If the game had continued on any further, they probably would have, they probably would have got the result. But, as you say, carry on, mate. I was just going to put in there, because I think there was, a, there was a two-week gap or so in between those two games, mm-hmm. So, and I'm sure it was an international break at that point. Fucking so Scotland. You know, we had that period of time to kind of practice it because an awful lot at the starting eleven wouldn't have been away 
on international duty. Um, so you would like to have thought we would have had time in the to think about it. The management team would have had time to think, right, if we get in this position again, here's what we do. But I, I, Gerard's kind of got this about him that he, he's reluctant to make subs at times, similar to Walter Smith in that respect, that he was, could sometimes see a wee bit too reluctant to make subs. Yeah, you're probably right, mate. Um, trying not to, it's stuck between the point of do you stick or do you twist, I think. I think he kind of gets himself in his own head about it. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how it works. Obviously, I don't sit on the bench, but I would imagine Mike will be when Gary Market kind of looking at him going, Stevie, you might want to take Scotty Arfield off, mate. He looks like he's fucking about to collapse. Do you know what I mean? But again, it's two points and Rangers were still in a very good position. Um, so it takes us on to match day five. Um, Rangers welcome standard liaise to Ibrooks. Again, Rangers shipping kind of two goals in this game, uh, but Rangers run out winners 3-2 in the end. So we entered this game, 23 games unbeaten in all competitions so far in the season, uh, but this match, and we started this match by conceding an early goal, so it was a very, very poor start. Goldson gets his level on 38 minutes from a Barisic cross, he hammers home a header. Immediately, Rangers are behind again. Rangers don't deal with a, a dangerous cross, to be fair. I don't want to be too uh, harsh on the defence, but they, they don't deal with it, and it's tapped in at the back post. And then the guy that taps it in at the back post does his best to take out the goalposts. Um, I don't know right sore. You didn't see when I watched that back. I, yesterday, I watched it back. I was like, whoa, man. Right in the plums. It was a proper sore one. Uh, just on half-time, Rangers got a penalty. Tav makes it nine penalties out of nine so far in the season, and the teams go in 2-2 at half-time. Rangers then take the lead with a real great team goal. Uh, a reverse pass from Kamara sends Kent down the left channel. He plays a great cut-back pass into the stride of Scott Arfield, who puts it away. Rangers are very good in the second half, uh, denied chances from two free kicks and uh, and a corner, and Kamal Roof is sent clear and should score. Uh, but Rangers finish the game 3-2 winner and confirm our place in the knockout stages of the Europa League. Scotia, this game was... I don't know. Was a, a wee bit. The first half was a bit all over the place, but in the second half, especially, Rangers were really, really good in the second half, and we probably should have won four, maybe five, two in this match. But at the end of the day, we get the three points, and we're now through to the the knockout stages. Yeah, I mean, my worries is Rangers. Typically, my experience with Rangers in group football is they do well up to a point, and then the last couple of games they bugger up, and it means that we don't qualify or. Stuff like that. Um, so I would, I that overall just to get that kind of the win was good enough for me. Really, um, we've got an unaired, unaired podcast of this game of our immediate match thoughts. I mean, I didn't. Me? I was. I, I meant to listen back to it before I done this, but I didn't have time last night. So, um, but I was looking. I was watching the highlights, and it kind of reminded me stuff like I that boy clapping the post. <laughs> that was a bad. <laughs> Was yeah, that, we should was, have... was that the one that was going to be our first our first podcast, wasn't it? It was. Uh, yeah. Never happened. Yeah. Yeah. God. So got, God, that seems like a lifetime ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, um, roof the roof one. Roof should have slipped in Kent here at the very end. He's going through because Bodar was just off the back. Their keeper was just off the back and making three really good saves. One from the the Barisic free kick. Um, so. I was screaming for Roof to pass to Kent. I'm sure it was Kent screaming for him to do that, but um, you can't blame a strike for trying to take a shot on. 
because if it, if it falls apart, then you're blaming the striker for not taking the shot on. So can't have it both ways, I suppose. But I, I was just glad to get the win, to be honest. And if I, Kenny puts in a, in a right good position to look as if we can go and top the group. Pearson? Yeah, that was probably a good game for a neutral, to be honest. But again, in Europe, giving stupid goals away. I mean, the first goal... Down that, I mean, I don't know how many times this season, if you look back on this whole season, how many times we've seen a goal like that first goal. You've seen it at Parkhead at the weekend there, down the right-hand side, bang, front post goal. I'd love to know the amount of goals Rangers have conceded this year, how many goals have been like that goal. It must be really high if you actually went and look back at them because it seems to be a, a trend with Rangers there. For it's, some such a, it's such a weird occurrence this season, though, mate. I'm struggling to remember. I know. <laughs> I'm struggling to remember. <laughs> But yeah, I've seen, I've seen that a few times this season. But no, Rangers showed good character to get back into the game to go two each. I think the penalty just before half time. I mean, if you don't get that, you're going in two one in the second half. It completely changes the game. And then like that third goal for Arfield was a great goal, especially the the ball to him. Kent pulled back. Arfield doesn't even break his stride right in the back of the net. And it was. I mean, you're you're in December there. You're coming into this period where. Everyone was saying, oh, Rangers are going to start to fall apart now, your December, January. It was coming at that critical point of the season and Rangers were just, they were just motoring at this point. Scott Arfield is really good at this point as well. Scott Arfield, we all thought at the beginning of the season was going to be a bit part, to be honest. And he started when Aribo got injured at the beginning of the season. He came in and just went, no, this is my spot, you're not getting it back. And he was brilliant. And now to be 3-2, three, that's us into the, the group stages. We can go elect Poznan. You can rest a team now if you want. I mean, a lot of folk were saying, no, we need to go there and play a full team and, and go and top the group. Yeah, it gives you more money topping the group. I would have liked to top the group, but we're, the league was a priority for us at this point. And to me, if you finished first, second in these groups, I don't think the calibre of team you get is much of a difference, to be honest. I mean, you look at who we, we got Braga last year and we finished second. So I, I don't think it was much of a difference. But obviously, in terms of finances, they, they want you to top the group. But yeah, obviously, you'll come on to third game. But to, to qualify where a game to go is what an achievement. And again, it's progress from all the other seasons. Yeah, definitely. And I don't think you could really ask for for any more. As I say, the, the, I think the scoreline of that that particular game flat, flat, flatters Liège even because um, I think Rangers were, were better than what the scoreline suggests but it was all about getting the win and we confirmed our, our place in the knockout stages so we head into the final the final match of the group stages uh, Rangers take on Lake Poznan away um, a win would see Rangers finish the group top and it's exactly what we did Rangers made a number of changes for this match players like Itton, Parson, Zungu all started the match and it was said to Ted that opened the scoring with a great strike on the half-hour mark. Rangers are comfortable through the whole game, really. And the win is confirmed by Hadji, who heads home on the line on the 72nd minute. And Rangers finish top of the table and go into the draw for the last th- the round of 32, a seeded team. Um, signed off in style, Ali, to be honest. Yeah. And like Poznan, I thought we were a decent team in the, the first game we played, but I think they rested a lot of players as well because this was a dead rubber for them. They, they were out, get, yeah, they were they, out. They, yeah. they were out, and obviously they were looking at their league, so they rested players, which was decent. A lot of folk looked at it, like I said previously, with Gerard resting players, and was a bit critical and said, no, I would have went with the full-strength team because you want to top that group, etc. But it just shows Gerard's good confidence and whoever he puts in that team, to be honest. 
I thought Patterson to come in again, he's obviously the end of the season he's played well, but to come in and play it right back, I thought he played really well. There was a few changes, obviously Zungu played as well, and obviously Itton up front got his chance, and there was some goal bit and just lashes it past the keeper, and aye, 2-0 away in Poland, we've topped the group, Benfica second in the group, <laughs> what else do you want? Can't ask for much more, Scosh. Yeah, no, this was a, a cracking result considering, you know, there, there was only four Kenny people brought in that you would say weren't this regular start in 11. You know, McLaughlin came in for his first start in Europe. Patterson, obviously, as Ali mentioned, Zungu in it as well. So, although there was changes made, like the midfield, you know, you still had Kamara and Arfield in there. Your defence still had Goldson and Barisic, Balogun was, at this point, Balogun and Hellander were kind of Swapping. in and out. I think Hellander might have had a wee knock round about this point as well that maybe kept him out a few games. Um, so, you know, this t- team was still strong enough. And uh, it was, uh, Itton's goal was really good. I was really impressed by Itton's goal. The way he took, it, he took on the harder shot. He go inside the keeper rather than cut across him. Um, he made, he'd done a, had a really good wee bit of link-up play with Hadji where he knocked it onto him when we were on the counter. And if Hadji had a wee bit more pace to him, you know, that could have resulted in him getting... He did end up getting a shot away, right enough, because he's good with the ball, but if he had a wee bit more pace, you never know what could have come with that. But uh, it was a great way to, to round off the tournament and another clean sheet. Yeah, happy days. Happy days indeed. Um, couldn't really ask for much more, especially with a team like Benfica, as we've mentioned, that were a, a Champions League team and Rangers topped this group. So really couldn't ask for much more. So we're into the draw um, for the round of 32, and we're drawn against Royal Antwerp. Uh, so the first leg was away, and these two legs should probably be a show on their own, if I'm being honest, lads, especially the first match. Uh, so the first leg, Sea Rangers winning uh, 4-3. But where to start with this match? I mean, seven goals, four penalties, one penalty that was never a penalty, one penalty that was a penalty but wasn't awarded, and then I've put VAR with three question marks after it because I don't understand VAR. Seven minutes of terror at the end of the first half, a shocking referee, injuries to Tavern Roof, the Antwerp goalkeeper and a red card, and I genuinely think that's that's just scratching the surface with this match. This is a crazy, crazy game of football. So VAR was in use, obviously, for this match. Even though it did, it really didn't seem like it was in use, especially for for the first half, Rangers are denied a penalty after a header from Goldson clearly strikes the Antwerp defender's hand. Rangers take the lead thanks to a fumble by the Antwerp keeper. Joe Aribo slots home from outside the box. Antwerp then equalised from a header from pretty much the edge of the box. The seven minutes of terror then happen, where there's four minutes of added on time announced, the referee decides to continue with seven minutes of added on time for reasons best known to, to him. On the sixth minute of added on time, VAR then allowed the ref's decision to award a penalty against a Steve Davis. I can't say it's a tackle or an I can't I can't because it isn't it isn't a tackle. It's a it's a, a breath of fresh air on the boy's ankle. Um, and the penalty was awarded, and Rangers go in at half-time 2-1 down. Rangers then equalise when Val gets one right for a tug on the jersey on Morelos. On Morelos. Barisic takes over penalty duties due to Tav going off injured. Antwerp then score from pretty much out of nowhere. It's a good finish to them, to be fair. 
Kent, Kent then sparks into life and scores a real quality goal to get Rangers level. At three each, both teams have a chance to score back-to-back. Pretty much, Kent has a chance. They go up the park pretty much straight away, but it's denied by McGregor. Rangers survive a scare with a save from McGregor, then a goal-line clearance from Ryan Jack. Rangers then get a penalty after a shot from Kent hits the opponent's hand. Barisic steps up, makes it 4-3. Rangers hold on, and it finishes Antwerp 3, Rangers 4. Scotia, I'm away for a lie-down. Yeah, it was mental when it was like not even you know the seven minutes of terror in the first half, and then it was the seven minutes of a wee bit of terror as well at the end because yeah. I mean we, we, we I was watching the highlights and again we done we've done quite an in depth immediate match reaction to this game that um, folk can go back and listen to if they want to because I think what we say immediately after it's isn't too far out the way you know sometimes in immediate match reactions you can maybe be wide of the mark but I think we were kind of covered it all there if folk want to. An in-depth analysis of it, um, as it were, but that was that was a, a crazy, crazy night, wasn't it? It's, it's it's one of them. It's one of them ones, mate. That I think if you start trying to dissect it, we're going to literally be here till about nine o'clock tonight. If, if they're literally yeah. trying to like, it's just one of them games of football. We are so happy the fact that we've got out, we're ahead. We've scored four away goals, four away goals in Europe. And somehow you kind of feel hard done too because the referee was blatantly a moron. We all, I think, we all agreed on the the, the post match straight after it that the referee was blatantly. He's not a referee. He can't possibly be a referee. I think that's the first time we started complaining about referees in Europe. When all we do is complain about referees in Scotland, and I actually try to stop myself from doing it. But Ali, this is just a bonkers game of football. Yeah, I've I've seen a few bonkers games with Rangers in Europe, and I mean, if you look last couple of seasons, in particular, we mentioned Spartan Moscow. You get the Braga game last year, which was to be at was what a game to be at. I think I said at the end of this game. I wish we were either at this game or we could have watched it in the pub together. It was one of those games that had everything for a neutral. It was an outstanding game. Obviously, with VAR in there as well. VAR worked, the, it didn't work the first half, it worked the second half, the referee in there, and the goals in it. It was, it had everything. And I thought, Ryan Kent didn't start this game, did he? He didn't start. No, no he didn't. No, and no, he came on. I, I thought Ryan Kent turned the game for Rangers when he came on. I thought he looked hungry. The, the goal Ryan Kent scores to make it three each, what a goal it was. I mean, the way he drops a shot and just lashes it into the, into the goal. And to, to go three up, at three each, I'm thinking, right, I'm happy with that. I'll take a three each. Let's just manage the game out and we'll take them back at Ibrox. And then, obviously, we get the, the penalty at the end, which I didn't think was a penalty looking. And the referee, in fact, the referee, to, to give him a bit of credit, sees that, he gives that without VAR. And um, fair play to Big Borna, because obviously Tav's not there anymore, so Borna's got to take penalties. He can only hit one side of the net, Borna, because he's left foot. <laughs> you you were was, going to say that. Uh, it, and it was, a, it was a great penalty out of the two penalties. That was a perfect penalty, and he goes right up to the keeper, because the keeper was noising him up. And But to, I think Antwerp actually had a chance right after that to go for each, and it was just the way the game was, to be honest. But to come out of that game 4-3, four, four away goals as well, I was... I was delighted and like I say, I just one of the games I just wish we could have watched it together in the pub and that I think it'd be a great atmosphere that game. I just think it would be brilliant. Well, they've been outstanding. I, I I think that was I stared at the ceiling for a long time that night, just trying to kind of piece together what had happened throughout the game. 
Um, even after we'd done the the kind of reaction to the to the game, I was like, I just never seen anything like that before in my life. And before we go any further, I said it on the post match. Steve Davis, the the tag, the penalty that he gets, they they say that he concedes. That's not a fucking penalty. It just isn't a penalty. And no one would ever convince me otherwise that it's a penalty. But then it makes me it makes me. It makes me question VAR quite a lot and whether I actually want that in Scottish football. How many times has that happened in Scottish football or something? The, 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 the only thing I would say in that, can is I've, I've watched quite a bit of English football this year because there's nothing to do, basically. So I have watched a lot of English football <laughs> and obviously we all know they've got VAR. I've seen a lot of penalties very similar to that in English football than given. And it's, I like yourself, if that's what penalties is, I do not want it up here. And you see the offsides down there as well at times and it's like, oh, come on. So I wouldn't want it up here. See the thing with VAR though, because you notice this with Eng- English VAR compared with European VAR is different in the offside and things like that. That I think you can, as an association, you can maybe and use your own interpretation of how you would operate VAR and how it would work. So is that something they would look at and then in Scotland go, well, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure, but I, you, you definitely notice a difference between how VAR is operated down in England compared to on the continent. And you would imagine that something similar could happen if it was ever to happen in Scotland. I think in Scotland, mate, if you have VAR, genuinely, mate, you're going to have about nine penalties for each team. You'll need nine compliance officers as well. We deal with compliance officers, God. But like, it would be, it would end up like fucking eleven, twelve, or something like that. Like a game. I I just boggles my mind. And this was when I started noticing. I think it was more the the second leg. the not putting the flag up for offside and when he's away yeah. oh, I fucking yeah, can't stand he's, that he's offside just put your flag up <laughs> do you know what I mean like uh, so that is a stupid rule because play, con- play to conclusion or something isn't it that Wolves boy got injured a couple of weeks back that's I think right for something that they were playing to the completion of the phase because you're going stupid. full tilt absolutely stupid Um, I can't stand that but anyway We'll, we'll move on from that. As I say, if people want a full a full breakdown of that, the, the, the post-match we did of that, if I don't say so myself, was a rather good one. It's mostly just me shouting about VAR, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's really it. But we move on to the second leg. Um, Rangers running out 5-2 winners, and we went on aggregate Dolly Parton 9-5. Uh, this game was almost as crazy as the first leg, um, but I... I much more comfortable, really, from a from a, a, a fan's perspective. Uh, Rangers start really well. Kent picks the pocket of the defender, sets up Morelos for the opener. Antwerp scored an equaliser as Balogun. He started at right back and has a torrid time up against Lukaku. Lukaku gives him all sorts of nightmares. Balogun will not want to be playing against him anytime soon. Rangers make the change at half-time. And Parson, who was part of the COVID-5, obviously, comes on in place of Balogun and immediately makes up for it. Uh, Rangers makes up to makes up for it to Rangers and to Rangers fans by scoring a fucking great goal. 16 seconds into the second half and you literally could not write it. Rangers then score the third uh, with one of the goals of the tournament, in my opinion. Uh, Kamara Hadji, Hadji on the half turn, turns, plays it to Morelos. Morelos flicks it round his man, runs the other way and gets on his own ball. Plays it in to Ryan Kent and Ryan Kent scores a true team goal, um, possible to defend against and Rangers are in cruise control. 3-1 on the night, 8-4 on aggregate. Rangers then decide to make it interesting with the token defensive calamity in Europe. Uh, so three t- makes it 3-2 on the night when Goldson and McGregor clatter into each other. 
Barisic makes it 4-2 from the spot. Game's over and done now. Uh, and just to make sure, Scott Wright does really well down the right-hand side before he's brought down in the box. And said that Ted makes it 5-2 on the night from the penalty spot. Working 95 on aggregate and Rangers are through at the last 16 in the Europa League for the second year in a row, Ali. Yeah. Continued the bomb scare that was the first game straight into the second game. I said I'd be quite happy with a 0-0 or a 1-0. Something like a boring game, but definitely wasn't boring. They had the added factor where you had the COVID-3 on the bench and we were all talking to each other going, Christ, what's going on here? They're on the bench and everything. And then... I, was, I think it was the first game. Balogun done all right in the first leg against Antwerp, but this was the first time we've seen Balogun can't play right back against us when somebody's decent up against him because he just get pulled apart. But well, the, the warning I, signs were definitely yeah, there in that match yeah, with Balogun. Hundred percent, they were there. And Parson comes on his second half, and like I said in the the, the show that we done this, I text that that as soon as he came on, I went and imagine he scores and literally. Whatever, whatever how many seconds it was, he scores a goal and everyone's going, what the hell's going on here? Now, if, that, if, if you didn't think these two games were mad enough, I mean, that was added into it as well. And the third goal you said, a, a big contender for, for goal of the tournament. I, I really, really, and I like team goals. I know you two like team goals as well. That was an outstanding team goal. Alfie bullied them all night. And um, I, big born, I get an hour penalty. Hitting it the same side again. <laughs> and I big big hitting as well, getting a penalty as well. And apparently Big Borner says he's been doing well in training at him and they wanted to kinda of reward him, which was nice of him. But I nine five in aggregate through the last sixteen, I thought Yeah. He's another Belgium team. <laughs> <laughs> I think Borner was probably just thinking, if I had another penalty, this keeper's sure know. to save it because he knows where it's going. <laughs> so uh, he's like, like you said, you can hit it. Um, but yeah, Scotia, I mean, yeah, I would okay, Rangers have conceded another two goals, but again, some of the play from Rangers in this game is brilliant and we, we, we were well deserved to get through it the last 16. Oh yeah, we were excellent. And my, one of my overarching memories of this game was how good Kent and Morelos were together. They were just on fire. They were completely in each other's wavelength, and it was uh, just watching them at times was brilliant. And it, particularly for that, um, our third goal, they were excellent. They were two of the players that were excellent in that, that goal. So yeah, it was a yeah, it was another bit of a crazy night. Um, I, I remember this. I was listening to that watch along party with the phone Tilsley, so I had a lot of my attention on that. So yeah. Trying to remember back, and I'm just remembering hearing nuggets of what they were saying. That <laughs> um, was a good, a good result to get through. You know, win quite convincingly because although we're one four three away from home, you still you're never sure when you one four three. You're like, oh no, please don't be another crazy game. But thankfully, it was it was crazy. But at least all the goals, Kenny, were in our favour this time, rather than quite yeah. so tight. Yeah, yes, very much so. But yeah, you're spot on with, with Kent and Morelos. It was just, when they play like that, see when, when especially when Hadji gets himself involved as well and they all start to click, I mean, it's it's amazing to watch and it's, it's, it's brilliant to see. And the real team kind of ethos and the real... The philosophy of football that Gerard's obviously trying to get over really comes to the front, and you can see what they work on time and time um, again. But that, that that third goal was just 
honestly, just a one of them goals where you're oh, making the noises, as you say. If somebody didn't know you were watching football in the other room, they would think you were up to no good because it was just pure football and sex, man. It was it was absolutely incredible. So Rangers very comfortably through. I'm going to just jump in there, Carney. Alfie had his wee, his wee minute of sportsmanship that I know that you two weren't too, oh, too happy about. Oh, God, I about. forgot about that. God, I forgot about that. When he stopped. That wasn't in the highlights, by the way. That's why I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, oh, my God, I remember that. No, I didn't like that. <laughs> I'm still not over that. <laughs> Thanks, Scotia. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I wouldn't have done that. I still, I still, my, my opinion hasn't changed on that. Ali, would you have you still raging up for that? Aye, that was just... Pillow de Canio moment, win it. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that's the last time he does so. I, 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 I like him and he's a wee bastard. So <laughs> I know I'm not. I'm not going for that. But anyway, we'll move on to the the last sixteen. And Rangers were drawn against Slavia Prague. Uh, the first leg was away, and Rangers drew one one. Uh, Rangers travelled to Prague. First leg, safe to say, Rangers did not get started at all. Prague were very dominant. Uh, you could see just how well drilled that they are. A team that had put out Brenda's Leicester City, so had to be taken seriously. It only took them six minutes for Stanchu to open the scoring with a great strike into the far corner. Rangers really struggled. Uh, Slavia could have been two or three up, maybe in the first 30, 35 minutes. But Rangers got themselves back into the tie out of nowhere, really, uh, after great work from Hadji. Not chasing what we all thought was a lost cause, uh, manages to get the ball back across the face of the goal, and there's Big Holland at the tap at home. Rangers were much better in the second half, uh, had chances to take the lead. Um, we were then witness to one of the, the best saves we've probably ever seen, gentlemen, to be honest. A ball in from Slavia, um, from a corner, free header, bullet header down to the, the bottom left-hand corner, if you like, and somehow McGregor gets down and manages to save it with the now infamous pinky save. Um, and it's Slavia 1, Rangers 1. In all honesty, Scotia, this is probably a fair result in terms of the way that the first half went and compared to the second half. I know Rangers fans were always very... We are very quick to be up. We had many chances. We had these chances. We had this. But considering the way the first 30, 35 minutes went and the save that McGregor makes, which is truly outstanding. I don't need to explain the header, uh, the save from the header. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. But one each, I'm thinking, just get them back to Ibrox now. Yeah, I think you're right with the 1-1 being a fair result. They were the far better team in the first half an hour, 35 minutes. You could you could see that they were one of the better teams that we'd come up against. Um, yeah. But after that, we came, we came into it again. Started growing into it. Second half, we were looking all right. And then they kind of get a wee bit of a second wind, I think, towards the very end of the end of the game where they're kind of chasing it for the win. And as you say, McGregor, oh, we'll be speaking about that for a long, long time. Yeah, but 1-1 was a fair result, I think, in all honesty. Ali, were you fancying our chances getting them back to Ibrox? Yeah, I would have bent your hand off for a one each before this game. Again, Slavia, with the draw, a lot of people thought Slavia Prague. Again, you go, people, a lot of people go by name. Slavia Prague's not a massive European name as of such. A lot of people took notice of them because they put Leicester out and Leicester were going decent in the Premiership. I know Leicester, I know you said Carney have had a few indifferent results in the Premiership, but you could say that about every team in that Premiership this year. They've all had their kind of results. 
then you looked into their form in the league, Slavia undefeated. They looked very similar to Rangers. The way they, their formation was similar to Rangers. I thought they were a very good team, Slavia Prague. I thought they were unlucky not to be as Shagger got us out there with a one each. Um, I mean, they should have been a couple of goals up the first half. Second half, I thought Rangers grew into the game, were much better. We could have nicked the game, to be honest. I think Gold, was it Goldson had a chance for a header, I think, to yeah. p- potentially get 2 1 for us. And one each was I possibly a fair result. They would probably feel hard done by, but again, Alan McGregor's got his one each. And at that point, I think a lot of Rangers fans are going, we can't play out by the Ibrooks. We're at Ibrooks as well, and we've got a right good chance. I did say I still had to tie it 50 50 because I thought they'll definitely score at Ibrooks. I, I just thought they had too much quality. They were well drilled. They, it was just a, a really good football team, to be honest, and they could mix it up a wee bit. And I obviously will come on now. What harmed? Yeah, so in terms of the first leg, though, I mean, the McGregor save deserves Rangers to get out there with a draw. I mean, it's every time I see it, and even now, like watching the highlights back for for doing this show, I'm like, how the how did she save that? Like, how is it possible that guy does that? And whether he stays on or not next season as well, I suppose it's a conversation for another time. If he decides to to bow out, especially if I've said to you before, if I think if Rangers win the Scottish Cup this season. I can see McGregor probably saying that's plenty. I don't need to do this anymore. It would be a real shame because um, the guy's blatantly still got it in his locker and he's by far Scotland's best goalkeeper. There's not really any doubt about that. But again, the save really deserves it. It's the biggest talking point of of that game, really, is that save. It's absolutely tremendous. So it takes on to the second leg. Now, obviously, this game's obviously going to be remembered for one thing and one thing only. And it's a shame that it's going to be like that. But we will... Break down the game a wee bit, and then we'll eventually come to the uh, to the nonsense um, that we, we were all witness to. So it's almost a carbon copy, um, really, from the start of the, the start of the match. Rangers really didn't get going at all. Prague dominated most of the first half. They, they took the lead earlier on, and to be honest, if we're all being honest, it was pretty much game over from that point because Rangers never really clicked into any sort of gear. Um, they should have had a penalty at the end of the half. Balogun having a bomb scare moment. Don't know what he was doing. Um, again, you need to question what VAR is actually for because it was a penalty in my eyes, but I'm not complaining that they never got it. Second half, Roof absolutely melts the Slavia keeper, uh, busting him open, um, and he's then sent off. So the game's Done and dusted pretty much at this point. Rangers are then down to nine men with a red card that every single person could see coming as Balogun gets his second yellow. Stancho then hits an absolute world of a free kick, to be fair to him, to finish the tie off. It finishes Slavia. Slavia 2, Rangers now. Um, Rangers' European run obviously comes to quite a disappointing end in the last 16 um, in a tie that we probably could have, have done better in. Now, we can try and break down the game, lads, but obviously it's going to lead to one point and one point only. Um, but before we get to that, Ali, in terms of the footballing over the two legs, especially the, the, the kind of second leg, the way Slavia played, played and the way Rangers played, Rangers can't really have any complaints, but I think as fans, we probably could be expecting a wee bit more. Yeah, I've got no complaints with Slavia flag going through and in terms of both games, I thought they were the better team over the two legs. 
I think Scotia kind of said they kind of schooled the Rangers in terms of the way they played that game with the niggly fouls all the time. And they did. Something Rangers will need to look to next season. We should be doing stuff like that because it's worked for Slavia Prague. And as, again, they, they were so well drilled. And as soon as they got that first goal, it's dangerous because if they get if we got the part and they nick it and get a second, it's, it's dead for us with a the, with a way goal. So it was always dangerous. I thought we rode a lot the first half, like you say, the Balogun challenge. He was all over the shop. I, I thought it was a penalty as well. I'd be screaming for a penalty if it was Rangers. I thought we'd go out of jail. You're going into the second half. Rangers look better, to be honest. Couple of half chances, but as soon as as soon as Roof goes off, I mean he. It's an accident. I mean, it looks horrific, but it's an accident. Kills a tie. Balgan was going off all day long. They had umpteen challenges, fouls before he gets sent off. Don't know why he didn't get taken off. Then he finally goes. Stanchu, who was a thorn the whole the whole two legs, scores a great free kick. Gee, gee, say McGregor should do better. I've seen a few a few people saying he could have done better. The both goals, to be honest, I've seen that. Well, I but think it's the. I th- the free kick, I think it's the way that the ball goes. It's kind yeah. of high to low, do you know what I mean? So it's quite difficult for a keeper. Yeah. I, I think you're nitpicking, to be honest. The, the people I've heard say about McGregor and those goals, I mean, he's pulled a world down <laughs> first yeah. leg and he's saved us so many times. you got to look at the defending a lot of the time, to be honest. Again, wasn't he great? It was disappointing because we all know Rangers can play a hell of a lot better than what we did. And... There's a good chance we could get this Slavia team in the, the Champions League qualifiers. I was looking at that and there's a very good chance we could get them. And hopefully we could right the wrongs of this because, yeah, they deserve to go through Slavia. I've got no grumbles at all. They were far better team, really organised team, deserved it much more than we did. It was just disappointing that we didn't show our full potential, if you know what I mean, because we've got it and we didn't show it at all. And I obviously will come on to what happened, which was a... Shocking. I mean, what's what's happened after that as well? And it's still grumbling on in the background at the moment. Yeah. Spoils this game, to be honest. And it spoils Slavia Prague, which was a great result for them to knock out Leicester City and knock out Rangers, the champions of Scotland. They should be celebrating that to now go and play Arsenal and potentially put them out. And it's been spoiled by yeah. one guy. And now yeah. they're, they're, they're team as well. Yeah, we'll come to that, Ali. Um, Scotia, your, your thoughts on the kind of the full time. Result obviously, and obviously Rangers being out. It's not the way that we wanted it to go, obviously, but I think we can't really complain. No, I've got no complaints about the the score. Like, no, you're frozen. Who's going into the black hole? Oh, I should be back now. You see, you're back now. Right. (laughs) So I think I can't complain about the scoreline overall because over the course of the two games, I think Slavia were were the better team. Um, but there's a bit of frustration that we seem to go out with a wee bit of a whimper. You know, obviously, barring the sort of last 10 minutes that we'll speak about, um, but throughout the football inside in the first 80 minutes, we seem to go out with a wee bit of a whimper. Um, now, I'd mentioned it the week before. I don't know if this was down. We had a free week in between. I don't know if the, us playing at the weekend would have done us more good than it, it ended up not doing. Because if you look at Rangers, Rangers seem to be doing really well in Europe and in the league when we're playing Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, and their games are coming thick and fast. When we had this wee break, I don't know if that probably didn't help us as much as you would maybe like it to, because obviously 
Arfield could have probably done with another 90 minutes in his legs before playing again. Um, during the course of that game, obviously, they scored. They've been the better team. But it was the exact same as the previous week. We came back into the game. And then I think I think he makes the wrong sub bringing Ruff on. To be honest, I thought it should have been Hadji. I think Ali was the same. Um, then Ruff obviously gets sent off. And then we're playing, we're playing all right with 10 men. And then... Balogun goes off. You knew Balogun was going off. All you just knew it was going to happen. As soon as we got the first book, and you knew it was going off. And that's sub. I think I'd mentioned in the post match. Maybe one of the reasons he didn't make it is because Roof had been sent off that wee bit before. But once Roof, once Balogun goes off, yeah, that's it. Game done. And there's there's no way there's no way we're coming back from that. It's not St Mirren in the League Cup final, is it? I mean, right then, it's it's a completely different kettle of fish. And Europe. even though we've got even though we've got pigeons, they didn't seem to be on our side, mate, at that point. So yeah, yeah, I was disappointed at the fact that they were out. I do think Rangers could have done better. I said that in our post match as well. I, I, I do think we could have. But in terms of the way the two legs went, and I can't really have a complaint. But one thing that I will certainly have a complaint about, as we we all will, is this game was only going to be remembered for one thing. And it's sad that it's what it's going to be remembered for, and it's obviously Cadella's racial abuse of uh, abuse to Glenn Kamara. Um, now everybody knows what he said. Um, or well, I'm going to put in inverted commas allegedly said because, as Ali touched on just before we passed to Scott, there the, the handling of it from Slavia Prague has been disgusting. Um, and if anything, they're only making things worse. And it's a it's a shocking state of affairs, really, uh, and it's it's. I mean, I don't even know where to start. I mean, the, the continuous statements that they're bringing out, the reporting abuse to police, they are fucking trying to do anything that they possibly can. Police have now come out and said that they want to speak to Gadella um, at this point when he comes back into Britain. Um, also seen David Edgar from Heart and Hand on his daily update. He said they wouldn't be surprised if Slavia play the whole, oh, he's injured and he won't be travelling card. Uh, and if they do, that shows them guilty as fucking charged as far as I'm concerned. Now, Ali, obviously we could go on a, a full show about this. Um, I, I fully... I fully back and I fully... Well back till my last breath, Glenn Kamara and the way that the club are handling this and Slavia Praga, well, scum, really. Yeah, I mean, we spoke in length on a, um, a club deck corner, I think it was, we yeah. spoke in length on it, but we spoke in length on it before Slavia really started making all these statements. I think I said I would punish the player, and when I say punish, I would put a lengthy ban or ban him from football, but I wouldn't punish the club. But since then, Slavia have come out with some amount of ridiculous statements. The guy covers his mouth apparently in games all the time. He said, fuck you, man, or you fucking man, which doesn't even make sense. Glenn Kamara, and we've said it for day one, is one of the, out of that Rangers team. He's not, not timid, but he's, he's just a nice guy. He's a guy that's not going to lie. Why would he lie? And you, you see it with Zungu and Goldson and... It's shocking for a guy. Why you need to do that when you're going through with two minutes to go is is beyond me. Slavia, I've obviously had previous in terms of their support chanting before, and yeah, 
I, I just some of the statements have come out is baffling. I mean, they're rivaling Celtic at points with the statements they're bringing out at the moment. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, covering up CCTV, planning attacks, and their players. I mean, it's like a soap opera. It's ridiculous. And I think David Edgar makes a good point. If this boy doesn't come and travel with this Slavia team and they make an excuse like you say that he's injured, he is guilty as charged. I'm telling you. We all know he's guilty. We all believe Glenn Kamara. And the problem is, and I think we all know it, is UEFA's going to do next to nothing about this. They'll do nothing. And okay. it's shocking. And yeah, obviously, scores you can take away. You've not really said your point in this because you went on the club deck corner, but I know you can put your thoughts towards it. Well, first I'll jump in on a point that you just made there. Um, the Czech Republic came out with a statement today, I think, saying that he's not coming across to play Wales due to safety concerns. That came out earlier today. I've seen that. What's the safety concerns? I don't know. I've, I've not had time to look into it. it was Did the police want class. to speak to him? <laughs> uh, so, that's a joke, man. I never knew that, so, so shit, but that, that again, that, that just screams guilty to me. Uh, it's, it's, it screams guilty to me as well, mate. It really does. Sorry, right, Scorsa, your, your, your thoughts on the whole... Well, no, I can be honest, I could go on about this for half an hour, so, yeah, I'll keep it fairly short because I think it'll be treading a lot of what people have said, but I could go into a lot more detail and a lot more anger about it for yeah, half an hour plus. Um, fully believe Glenn Kamara. Just seeing him as a footballer, hearing what other people are saying. I think Davis came out in an interview yesterday or today saying that as soon as he seen Glenn Kamara react the way he did, he knew he'd been racially abused. Because Kamara is quite similar to Davis in that respect, that they do their talking in a football pitch by playing football. It's like, it's like professionalism, mate. It's like they're just like ultimate professionals in the way they handle themselves on a football pitch. Yeah, so fully, fully believe Kamara. Um, absolutely disgusted way how Slavia the club themselves have kind of dealt with it um, the stuff with their fans is absolutely horrible to see but there's the fact that it's their fans how much can they do well they've been but I think a lot of the statements that we were putting out were stoking the flames of that happening I think it would have happened regardless to be honest there's not much a club can do other than try to stop telling fans not to do it there's not much more they can do up, up, up and above that but I think what they were saying with their statements, was Kenny that incendiary comment, commentary about it that was um, making it more and more likely that something like that would happen. Um, yeah, I'm absolutely disgusted by it, to be honest, and they should be getting the book thrown at them, both club and player. I'm never one for liking full whole life bands. There's got to be a. I've always feel there's got to be a kind of degree of what's the right word for it, remediation. Remedial kind of thing. Yeah, what's the... Oh, can't, can't mind the word. Like, just the whole subject gets me a wee bit riled up. Redemption, you mean? Redem redemption. Like rehabilitation and stuff. Rehabilitation, uh, rehabilitation yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you've obviously... It's completely different situations. This is far worse. But you've obviously got things in Scotland this season that you can see when that's worked and it's looked okay. So I'm, oh, no, I've, I'm getting myself, Kenny, wound up about it and not being able to articulate my, my points like I would like to. Um yeah, disgusted by it and yeah, fully behind Kamara. I think that's the best way to sum it up for me at the moment until a cooler heads prevail from my, my perspective. Yeah, and I think it says a lot, mate, that we're, we're, all three of us are still pretty wound up by it all. Um, it's just not on. I mean, and I, as I say, we could go on and on and on about it. And the sad thing is, I think 
the biggest reason that we all get so upset about it is because we know UEFA will do fuck all about this. Um, I am of the fun belief, mate, that that guy gets banned for life. This isn't something he said in anger. He's made the point of walking to Kamara to cover his mouth and to say it. He knows exactly what he was doing. I would ban that guy from the re- for football from the rest of his life. Uh, my personal opinion, go play in your backyard. I don't give a fucking where it is, but you have to... You, you have to, UEFA have to action something. They they have to do something. But I think the sad, sad part of it all was that they won't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what I would and, say. And, sorry, Scotia. Well, I'll just jump in. What I'll say is we are three white guys that probably never really suffered racial abuse at all in our lives. Never. So imagine, never. imagine what it's like for someone that has been racially abused. I couldn't, can't even begin to really comprehend what it must be like. So the fact that it's making us really angry and upset, to be honest, um, yeah, I can't imagine what it's like for someone who has to deal with it. No, yeah, it's, and, and, and to me, Slavia should be, should be disqualified from this year's Europa League. And we are not saying for a, a, just to get it out there, Rangers should be put back in. Yeah, Arsenal should like ask. Arsenal take the words out of my mouth, mate. Yeah, because we, we don't deserve to go through end of, but Arsenal should be given a bye into the next round, and Slavia Prague should be banned from Champions League next season as well. I'm sorry, that yeah, should be I think I agree with you, mate. I, I can't disagree. I don't think any punishment's harsh enough for this carry on. And I, I get where you were coming from initially, Ali, when we first spoke about this on one of the pods. was that you can't really punish the club for the reactions of one player, but their handling of this, they deserve absolutely everything that comes to them. And they, But the, the, I'm saying what comes to them. Nothing's going to come to them because this is how UEFA work. Um, it's pathetic what UEFA are doing and what they will do. Um, I will be shocked and I'll happily eat my eat my own shoes if, I, if I'm wrong in this, but I don't see... I just don't see UEFA doing anything, and it's really, really sad, but I'll just leave it with, with this, gentlemen, is that us here at Club at 22, we stand with Glenn Kamara, we stand with Kamar Roof, and we stand up against racism. Um, fuck Slavia, Prague. I mean it. <laughs> Honestly, I hope we do get them in the next round, because God help them, I swear to God. Um, anyway, gentlemen, we'll move on to happier times. We've come to the end of our European campaign, unfortunately, and it was obviously tarred with that horrific incident. Um, but we'll move on to what we think is our goal of the tournament for Rangers. Now, as I said from the, the get-go, and since we spoke about Kamal's roof goal, we'll probably all agree Kamal's Kamal Roof's goal is the best goal in the Europa League. I don't think there's any doubt about that. It definitely is. It's ridiculous. It's outrageous. It's spectacular. It's everything that you want. But pick your second best. So, Ali, do you want to go first, mate? Yeah. I know Scotia Scotland game's coming on soon, so I'll keep it nice and short <laughs> oh, for yeah, him. Oh, yeah, so it is. Sorry, but, um, I think the time, Scotia. Yeah, I'll sorry, keep mate. it short for him. Mine's Scotty Arfield against Galatasaray. I love a team goal. I thought that was an outstanding goal. We Alfie with the dummy, Tav with the fizz ball, and had you in a corner. That that was my goal, goal of the, of the campaign. Brilliant. Scotia? Yeah, I've got six. I'm not down to one of them being that <laughs> Arfield <six>. goal. <laughs> I've got it on in the background, just no noise on it. Um, I think I'll, I said it when we were first talking about it. I think I'll probably go for the Tav goal against Galatasaray. Again, it was a really well worked team goal. Um, but those, I'll just quickly run through the other ones if you want me to. Because we spoke about them. Yeah, go for I, the Kamara one against Benfica away, that was good to link up play with Arribo and Morelos. 
and then slip in Kamarit score. I think the Itten goal against Poznan was a really mm-hmm. good goal. Mm-hmm. Patterson's goal against Antwerp coming off in 16 seconds and then we spoke about it at length as Kent's goal against Antwerp that same game. And I think all those all these goals are they're important goals. They're not goals that are coming when we're out of sight, we've won the game. They're all goals that Kenny solidify uh, that win or the goal that wins the game. Yeah. Uh, I, I, both of you have got a good shout there and I'm actually pretty chuffed and this isn't planned that we're all going for, for something different. So, uh, obviously, you spoiled it to tell by the way that I spoke about the uh, Kent's third goal against Antwerp, but I'm going to go for that. I fucking loved that goal and I could watch that goal over and over again because... It's got Morelos doing what he does best. It's got Hadji on the wee half turn doing what he does best. It's Kamara fizzing the ball into Hadji. And it's Ryan Kent being at the right place at the right time, being on the, the, the right wavelength um, as Morelos. And it's a great, great goal. And a very important goal in that, in that game as well. Um, so, yeah, I'll go for that. So, we'll go for pick your player of the tournament. Um, so, Scotia, do you want to go first? Who's your player? Not the player of the year, your player of the Europa League, mate. Yeah, it's... Um... A difficult one to be honest. I've got a couple of kind of options to go for, and because you've put me first, I'm going to have to stick my neck out a wee bit. <laughs> well, don't give the options; just give who you're going to. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give it to to Alfie. I think this is probably going to be shaded by how he's played in Europe more recently, but he was quite important in some of the other games as well. But I think I'll give it to Alfie because I think he was tremendous and. The, the two games against Antwerp, I thought Alfie oh, was absolutely brilliant. Outstanding, man, definitely. Ali? Similar to Scotia, and I won't give the other name. There's another guy that I thought was very close, but I'm going to give it to a guy that we talked just recently about. There. I thought Glenn Kamara was outstanding. I think Glenn Kamara comes alive in Europe for Rangers. I just think he suits European football. He's grown as a Rangers player this year. I've seen... He's hopefully maybe getting a two-year extension. He mentioned when he was interviewed by um, where we were Finland there. You know they drew two each last night. But uh, Glenn Kamara for me, I, I, I thought he's a, he's a Rolls Royce of a midfielder now, and I, I just think he makes Rangers tick in that midfield in Europe. Well, it's brilliant that we're again we're all probably going down different paths here. I, I really like this. Um, I had five names noted down for this to be honest, and it's purely based on watching things back from the start. So I had Barisic noted down. I had Tavernier. I had Arfield, I had Ken, and I had McGregor, because McGregor made some unbelievable saves. If I had to pick one, I'm going to go with Borna Barisic because I think he's been I think he's been very important for Rangers in terms of his assists as well and the quality of ball that he seems to put in um for Europe and his performances. He's been he's been steady through the whole tournament for us. Um I think Tav's a very, very close second and I do that think was, that Arfield, was my close one second, yeah. And I think Arfield's probably quite close, especially in the, the kind of group stages. Arfield was fantastic for us. Obviously he picked up his injury and he's not really hit back his best form uh, since then. But yeah, I mean there's been a lot of standouts for Rangers in this tournament. Uh, which leads us on nicely to, to kind of tie this up. So Scotia, I obviously I'm fully aware that your game's kicking off very shortly, mate. Uh, but Sorry. can I wrap up this season, this year's campaign? Um, very impressive. Purely, let's take away the ten minutes at the end of the last game we played that kind of overshadows quite a lot. And obviously, because it's so recent, there is that kind of recency bias about it um, that's completely on our minds. Um, but I think if you look back on it, overall, I think we can be really, really pleased with how we've performed. The team can be very proud of themselves. I think I'd said after the Slavia game 
the other week that it's further progress in Europe. I think we've played played better this season than we did the previous season. I don't know, I actually went in and looked at something and was fairly shocked to learn that after the games in Europe this season, we've only dropped points or well, I think there was one game that was a League Cup game. We've only dropped points in two of the games. And that was Celtic at the weekend there and then Hibs right at the start of the season after Red Imps, which are probably two of the games you would look at and say, even if you had were fully prepared, you would drop points in them. So we didn't all the games we played after the games in the group stage and stuff, went on and won. And I think although we're talking about Europe, that's a clear improvement in the team and and how we're playing in Europe as well, that we're going into the league games and not conceding. But the thing that surprised me is it's fairly similar last season as well. I've got it in my mind that we lost a lot more than we did after playing in Europe, but we didn't. Um, that shocked me. Um, but I think this season in Europe we've been really, really good. And I think we can be proud. Ali? Yeah, I think Scotia summed up really well there, to be honest. I thought it was always dodgy. The format was slightly different in terms of the knockout where you know, the qualifying rounds. A one-game tie is dodgy. Honestly, you don't know if you're going to go home or away. I think, like we said, we were lucky with the home tie with Galatasaray. That wasn't the away. Again, it's progress with Rangers. We've topped our group. We didn't do that last season. We've getting to the last 16. Last year when we played Leverkusen, we weren't in a good we weren't in a good run of form at that point, Rangers. We, we weren't ourselves. This year, we've come into it playing better. We could have done better in the last 16. But for me, it's progress. I'm completely proud of Rangers this year. 55 was the priority this season. That's all we wanted. We've got it. And to do this as well is what an achievement for Rangers. And I'm, I'm so proud of them. And they've done Scottish football proud as well. The, the coefficient that Scotia likes, the points... <laughs> They've done that. There's now, I think, uh, as of next season, the Champions League, whoever wins goes into the Champions League groups, I think. Yeah. I don't know if it's 100% yeah, no, confirmed, but... No, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's pretty much confirmed, but... It's one of the... It's, it's confirmed, but it's one of these ones where we need whoever wins the Champions League to be qualify. Or no. I, see, for instance, if Liverpool won the Champions League this season and they finished below the Champions League qualifying places. We and we won the league. We wouldn't go in to the Champions League group stages. We would need Liverpool to qualify through their league as well. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But yeah. It's all I, very I, complicated that kind I of know, shit, to be I, honest. I, I completely <laughs> forgot about the coefficient stuff. I didn't even yeah, look at it. But but yeah, in terms of that, Rangers doing Scottish football proud in terms of coefficient. And yeah, I think it'll be a great learning curve with us going into Champions League lads, which we've all craved for were two we're going to the is it the third round and then we've got the playoff round to get into the group stage of the Champions League. I mean, to be back in Champions League would be oh, I mean, I was at the last Champions League we were at. It'd be brilliant to be to hear the music. We all we all crave that. And yeah, brilliant by Rangers. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I agree with both of you. I think we can be very proud of what Rangers have done. Um, for the past two seasons, really, in Europe, I, I think matching last year's achievement by getting to the last 16 um, it is progress. I mean, it might not be the stage further, but I think it's definitely progress. And I'll I'll leave it with one stat. Nine wins, three draws and one loss. Um, it's an incredible run in Europe, and I don't think we could really ask for much more. So, gentlemen, we have reached the end. Um, 
I really enjoyed that, to be fair. That was really, really good. Um, it's been on quite a bit, to be honest, but I, I've, I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, Scotia, I'll let you get away and watch your, your Tartan Army, mate. So, Scotia, thank you very much cheers. for your time, mate. Yeah, cheers. We'll probably get beat, you know, but <laughs> such is life. <laughs> Ali, thanks very much, mate. No problem. I'll probably watch the Scotland game as well. Before. I know we're oh, not. Uh, no, I'm we're, going to watch it. I want him to win, obviously, but I know you're a defender. I know you're a defender at heart, Scotia, and I just seen Jack Henry's playing uh, centre half. Oh, uh, what's <laughs> happened to our centre halves over the years, mate? <laughs> no, Gone uh, by the times of weir and the likes. You can do a show on that one time, Scotia, on the pod if people want to hear it. Um, no, anyway, I've just been no, <laughs> Um, thanks very much lads uh, it's been brilliant um, if you've enjoyed this show please subscribe to our YouTube channel give us a thumbs up on the video leave us a wee 5 star rating on Apple Podcasts it really does make a huge difference and really does help support us also let us know if your player of the Europa League was the same um, or who it was um, who you agree with who you disagree with and what your goal of the Europa League was by commenting on our Facebook post or on our YouTube video um, thank you to all for listening um, we really enjoyed it um, and hopefully it's helped ease the pain of a Rangersless weekend coming up. So we are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, and we will speak to you all next time. Cheers.